to batten down the hatches, folks, because we have a great episode of the Tornado Valley Sox podcast coming up. Dave Vaudreau, head coach, Tulsa Roughnecks. He'll be on to talk about 2018 and what he's been doing in the offseason and and how he feels about this this year's uh, new signings and new players coming to Tulsa. We'll have that interview. Also, in studio, we have Wayne Farmer, GM of Fortuna Tulsa. He's going to come on, talk shop about Fortuna Tulsa and everything that's going on with them and their big announcement this week. So, folks, it's another great episode. you got to get in the house, get the pillows, the blankets, get the kids inside, because it's another episode of the Tornado Light Sock Podcast. All right. Thank you very, very much for joining me today on Tornado Light Sock Podcast. Your host, Roger Graham. Bringing all the action in the alley. Trying to bring it every week, folks. I hope everyone had a great week and then thawing out a little bit from the cold weather if you're here in Oklahoma. If you're in Florida, I'm jealous. But otherwise, we're doing great. Got some great guests coming up. But first, this episode is sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. And as always, you can find the podcast on bgn.fm, Beautiful Game Network. Click it. There's great podcasts. The Sock Takes is now part of the network. So welcome those folks in. A lot of uh, a lot of you out there that are familiar with the uh, podcast rings and, and keep up with the record Twitter are familiar with Sock Takes. So congrats to those guys. are happy to have them on board. Uh, you know, folks, uh, also the... Uh, I sometimes forget to neglect to say this, but the podcast is also on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Google Play as well. So subscribe away. You hit those subscribe buttons. I appreciate it. And I uh, appreciate you guys spreading the message of the podcast. And I may bring back the the tweet, retweet, you know, uh, and, and have a chance to come on to the podcast. I may bring that back and let me know if you think that's a great idea or not. But anyway, if you guys appreciate you letting, spreading the message, spreading the good news of the Tornado Ice Soccer Podcast. So much obliged, everyone. But uh, we will jump into our first segment here with uh, Wayne Farmer, GM of of uh, wow of Fortuna Tulsa. I know there's been a lot of who, who are these guys, and, what, and and they'll have some more information on Friday. But Wayne, great dude. Uh, Love having him on, and we and he's a soccer guy, former soccer player. Always enjoy getting uh, soccer guys on here. So uh, I'll cue that up, and uh, we'll jump right into it. All right, folks, we have a great guest here in studio, here in the Frady Hole, joining me live here on the Tornado Soccer Podcast. We've got Wayne Farmer, GM of Fortuna Tulsa, as you folks have probably seen them tweeting around and a lot of you are like, what, what is going on there? Well, we've got answers for you. So, Wayne, how's it going tonight, my man? Good, good. Really happy to be here. Happy to be in the tornado shelter, which is <laughs> decked out with scarves and posters and just having a real good time. Roger's been a great host and giving me a tour of his house and everything and told me his karaoke secrets that he didn't want anyone to know. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, what, what are the songs I sing? Is it Britney Spears and... 
You said you said you're going to do it live on air. I thought. oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're gonna we would lose more viewers or listeners hey, than we normally quickly. do. Right? Yeah, let's get to soccer right now. Well, uh, Wayne, thank you so much for coming in. And uh, yeah, Wayne, uh, tell just tell us a little bit about uh, Fortuna Tulsa, man. Yeah, so um, Fortuna Tulsa, um, new team coming to Tulsa. Still a secret for when we're on air and when people will be listening to this. And um, we actually have our press release and um, press conference that's coming out this Friday at 2 p.m. We've been busy sending invites around town, knocking on news stations' doors and radio stations. And, man, I tell you, the, the reception has been fantastic. The soccer community, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, people have been messaging and asking, mm. and it's 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 really been good. Um, Fortuna Tulsa has been a good year in planning and, and what we wanted to do and how we wanted to come to market and it's it's just really exciting that we're, we're almost there friday um yeah talk to you know clubs recreational teams people mm-hmm. in the industry people you know people like yourself fans and and what they wanted and and like i say we are so excited for the city to know at 2 p.m oh yeah and uh and i wish i could I can't do it now, but I'm just, I have seen some of the, the gear, some of the, uh, the uh, logos and it's very crisp, very great logos. And, uh, I, I can't wait for you to show the world, uh, this, this, because it's a great, and I think, uh, uh, just, just on the f- you know, first glance, very professional looking. And I think folks, big fans of soccer here in Tulsa, you're going to be in for a treat. I can tell you that. So, but let's, before, so I know Wayne, you have a little bit of a playing background yourself. So, somewhat, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um so I'm actually I'm from Wales, United mm-hmm. Kingdom. Um grew up over there, played for a, a club called uh, Shrewsbury. Played okay. there from uh about probably about 11 or 12 all the way through to a, a youth team scholar. So stayed there an extra 2 years than most most kids would. Mm-hmm. Um and then um didn't end up staying at Shrewsbury, but um, when I was back home, got to play for the the Welsh youth national team at U17s and U19s, which was which was fantastic. And then um, what brought me over here went to the University of Tulsa, um, played two years there under Tom McIntosh, and fantastic experience, fantastic coach, um, sure. great person that you know definitely learned a lot in my game and in life. And then actually finished school over um, Oral Roberts University with Ryan Bush and. Um, equally as great, um, really enjoyed it, um, which actually brought me to local soccer in the middle of that, did an internship for the, the Tulsa Athletics. I think I was yep. um, Sonny's first ever intern, spent my spring break um, cleaning bathrooms and painting stadiums, which is great. And Yeah, all that glamorous work, right? Was, yeah, we, we <laughs> literally, my, my spring break, I think we were the old baseball stadium. We were like mm-hmm. mowing in shorts and barefoot and, it's a, it a great summer, really a real good summer for me that, you know, gave me a lot of confidence and um, on and off the field and uh, yeah, just great people. Um, yeah. That's great. Yeah, I know those were, uh, were good times. And, uh, and, and speaking of Tulsa Athletic, I'm glad you mentioned that because we do have some Tulsa Athletic news. Uh, we have signings. We have Dave Lung and, and I was, we we're just talking off air. You've, uh, you've played with him before, correct? Yeah, the same. So Dave Lung showed up to practice, and we're all, you know, we're all there as college mm-hmm. players, and people saying this guy's a little bit older, and you know, f- for a little bit older, that guy can play some soccer. Oh, he's sure. he's fast, he scores, and yeah, he he's a great guy, and he's got a tremendous name in youth soccer. I know he's coached at Blitz for years, and I think mm-hmm. he's coaching at WSA. He's just a great, great guy. 
Yeah, somebody who's very entrenched here in the soccer community in Tulsa, for sure, and even at the youth levels, and, and lots of people know him. Uh, so it's good to see him continue his career uh, uh, here with uh, Tulsa Athletic. And and something else that was announced, I guess, uh, in the past week, the Heartland Conference schedule is out now, and it looks like um, for folks that are uh, that may just kind of looking at this at first glance, couple things are of to note is all the home matches are going to be it appears to be on Sunday this year and uh, I think there'll be some more announcements there I know Matt just talking with him I know they have a press conference and some different things so there'll be some good some uh, news coming out with Tulsa uh, athletic here pretty shortly uh, but you know just looking at the first glance at the at the at the uh, schedules obviously matches are on Sunday something something to keep note if you're watching home matches here in Tulsa. Uh, open it up with Little Rock and an Ozark FC. So you have the two Arkansas teams right off the bat, May 6th and May 13th. And then they go on the road on the 19th, 26th, and the second, uh, the Demise, Wichita, and the new the new edition, St. Louis Club Atletico. And then you have Wichita, St. Louis, and Demise back at home. And then finish off the season on the road at Ozark and with the two Arkansas teams. So, yeah, so it's uh, six teams this year in the, in the heartland. Uh, you have some of your, the Wichita, some of the, some of the familiar names, Demise, you know, used to be, probably was Joplin Demise back then. Yeah. Or did you even play, did you play against Joplin? We, we may, we may have. I, okay. I, I know just seeing Wichita and everything Wichita is doing there, they seem to be good in everything they're doing now, whether it's, mm-hmm. you know, Men's, women's, youth, what, whatever. Oh, sure. Even indoor, I think that they're, they're doing some stuff. Um, yep. Just, just see, seeing and hearing there about about the athletic schedule. I, th- I, th- I just think it's great with you know what the athletics have, what the Roughnecks have, what we're really excited to tell people about. Like, sure. there's there's just so much great things happening in in Tulsa and soccer, um, youth levels, recreational levels. Even if it's someone at Soccer City doing little kickers, like. Mm-hmm. Soccer's growing, and it's yeah. it's it's so great to be a part of, and, and we all get to watch the World Cup while it's going on too. So it's going to be oh, an amazing yeah. summer. Man, I know it would be. It's a shame. It's a shame. It's just a crying shame. We Who, who's be, your money on? Oh, to win it. I mean, you got to put safe money's on Germany, right? I mean, right? Okay, okay. Germany. I mean, not everyone touting France, and you know, uh, France. They have some players too. Uh, you know, I think with. Um, you know, we have a bunch of guys that play the EPL, play your French that that play, and you know, you've, uh, yeah, I. It just it's going to be hard to see somebody outside of Europe win. What, what, what about England? Think they got a chance? Ah, uh, I mean, with Wales not being there, we kind of yeah, kind of yeah. have to kind of <laughs> like you know, if Wales were there, it'd be all Wales, but with Wales not making it, it's kind of have to support England. It seems like England is kind of kind of their downtimes, right? You know, they had. They're trying to figure out their identity. You know, you've have uh, the, you know, John Terry's mm-hmm. and, and the uh, trying to get Lampard and Gerald to play together. Gerald play yeah, together, yeah. yeah. And it seemed like they just didn't really have an identity. Then you had Emil Heskey playing. I was like, what the heck's going on here, guys? He may come out of retirement for the World Cup. We don't. We don't, <laughs> yeah, we know, don't yet. know. He could, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, that? Peter Crouch almost got signed for Chelsea. So dang near, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, and then let's see, you have. Um, I was trying to think of the goalkeeper that Joe flopped. Hart. Oh no, Joe Hart, but the guy that was there before Joe Hart, uh, Green is his name. 
Robert Green. Yeah, Robert Green. Had a, had a couple of things he would like to forget in a soccer match, right? Yeah, and it happened to be against the United States. Um, <laughs> Just throwing that in there. Yeah, I mean, we got lucky there. I mean, to be honest, if it wasn't for that, we'd have lost that match. I guess in retrospect, we wouldn't have got it handed to us by Ghana in the quarterfinals. But anyway, neither here nor there. But yeah, I think uh, it seems like England's trying to figure it out. They've got a lot of younger players coming up that have uh, that are you know, J- you know Jamie Vardy. Obviously, I think he's kind of on the. I don't know. You don't hear much about him anymore. Right. He had that stellar right. year with uh, Leicester City, and then uh, they, they couldn't replicate. They couldn't catch lightning twice in a bottle. You know, it's just, right. It's hard. Right. Um, but yeah, it's good to see them figure it out. Now it's our turn. Now the United States has to figure it out, and hopefully, these it starts with the USSF elections. In my opinion, it starts with getting good leadership and really. Figuring it, I mean, we're we're too athletic. We're too good to lose a Trinidad debate. Right. I mean, I know I'm barking up. I know I'm being a dead horse here, oh, folks. It's it's it's, just, it's important to talk yeah, about though. Got to uh, talk about it's group therapy, right? At, at our AGM, which we'll tell everyone about soon, but sure, um, yeah, yeah, it it was really cool that that they they told us, you know, um, where these certain people standed and what certain people's you know initiatives and what they're trying to do. That mm-hmm. I really think going into this election, I think. I think it will be a good change for the U.S. And I really think in the next couple of years, U.S. is going to be a force in World Cup yeah. and international games, you know, across the board. You have too much young talent that's really good. You got the Wesson kid. You have Christian Pulisic. You have, I mean, uh, the, our younger players are playing really well. They're, they're amazing. <laughs> yeah. You, our, our U-17s can hang with anybody in the world as right. far as I'm concerned. Right. And I think you're starting to see some of that you're talking about the development. You're talking about little kickers. You're talking about indoor, all those things. The pop- sport as a whole is getting popular, and that's been proven. SI had that uh, poll that came out, and it's 11% of kids under the age of eight. I say kids under 18, but people under the age of 18 view soccer as their most pop as their favorite sport. Right, right. And I think that, like that's their most popular sport. A lot of you know. Roughnecks, you know, other, you know, us, Fortuna, Tulsa, mm-hmm. we're, we're all just trying to grow the game and we're sure. trying to grow the game for, for kids and, and parents and fans that mm-hmm. ho- hopefully everyone coming together, we, we can grow the game that Tulsa can have a, an international sure. player. Tulsa can have a, an MLS star, you mm-hmm. know, after Zach Lloyd and, you know, other sure. great players that we have had. We're all ready for the next one. And I, I think, I think it's right around the corner. Absolutely. Yes. And, uh, I know we can't give out a lot of information, and we you'll find out. So this podcast will drop Thursday, and it's kind of unfortunate. It's like Thursday, and then Friday the announcement. So we have a whole twenty four hours here uh, that we can't divulge a lot of information. But uh, on the GM side, in the players that you try to look for, uh, have you already started the recruiting process, or is is some of that? Kind of waiting for a few foot feet to drop first. So, so we have we have a few things in line. Sure. We do, um, um, coach. We we have a coach, and we're really okay. excited in the next couple of weeks to release his name. And okay. um, I can say his, um, and it's some someone that <laughs> eliminates at least it's fifty percent of the oh, we, we cut it in half right yeah. there. But um, yeah, now he's busy and he's accumulating his staff, and okay. we're really excited. We've got um, some other announcements we'd like to make in the next couple of weeks as far as players coaches mm-hmm. schedule who we are sure. um we're, 
we're excited to tell Tulsa and um, yeah, we can't like we've been live on Facebook since I think Monday or Tuesday, and I mean, we're st- I mean, the amount of likes, the amount of follows, the amount of sure. the amount of personal messages we're getting, it's it's crazy. And uh, had someone asking if we're going to be USL D three, I think we can get that out there. We're not going to be USL D three. We were just talking off air, and I was like, "Oh, we should just joke about it for about thirty minutes." And just we're like, "Oh my God, Tulsa's really getting a Division three team." Let's not rock the boat. <laughs> They'll be like, "What the? Like, they would people would be cussing me if we did." Well, that your too. your podcast just went viral. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes, it did. Hey, whatever it takes, right? But no, uh, no. So okay, so we can put that one to rest, and. Um, and maybe make a little bit people less nervous in Tulsa. Like, oh, Lord, this is third party coming in. They're going to D3 and they're not associated yeah. with anybody. But, but, anyway. but with, with our release, we're just, you know, we just we tried to get some momentum. We wanted sure. Tulsa to know that something's coming. Sure. And um, I'm, I'm pretty sure when, when people find out on Friday, it'll, it'll, Tulsa will be happy. They'll, they'll see that we, we are good people. We are, you know, we're a group that wants to, you know, treat people how we want to be treated and sure. we're, we're going to come to market and we really are going to help Tulsa grow the game, support the community, support the people, all these great families that are in youth soccer, men's league, you know, mm-hmm. little kickers, everything. We're just here to help support it and and, sure. and, and do our part and we, we can't wait. Yeah, and then, you know, more soccer here in Tulsa, that means more opportunities for families, more opportunities for kids to get involved and, and I think... Uh, you know when yeah you know, I, I you know I I'd love to see you know multiple teams multiple different levels and just playing and and just uh, people getting involved and getting right. excited getting right. behind uh, more teams here in Tulsa and at different levels and and uh, you know different leagues so uh, I'm excited for you guys are you I, are you going to be there Friday I will try I I think I've, I've got to run across my boss first but uh, the yeah. wife the wife or the real the other boss <laughs> both <laughs> it's the same person right. <laughs> No, it's, uh, yeah, I think, uh, can we announce where and on all that right now? Or? So fr- Friday at two, okay. um, my role today, I was a mailman. Um, all right. <laughs> I gave it out to a lot of um, news channels, radio stations, and a, a lot a lot of the soccer community. Um, there's going to be a lot more that are getting the same thing tomorrow. Um, we, we wish we could invite everyone. Um, sure. Our, our space is only so big, um, but yeah, no, I, I don't think we can quite say where. All right, fair enough. No worries, no worries. Okay, well, perfect. Well, uh, you'll see some tweets from me for sure. Um, you know, if I'm there, we may do a live stream as well, and and we'll we'll grab you again, Wayne, and and talk with you again. Uh, kind of an unofficial podcast capacity. So, you gotta stay tuned to that, and uh, you know, we'll have updates as they come in at two o'clock on Friday. Uh, well, Wayne, do. You want to talk some more soccer? You, you can you is yeah. that is that okay with you? I, I can talk soccer all day. <laughs> just so everyone knows, we we showed up and I mean the mics are off and I think we we're an hour and a half just chit chatting about yeah. soccer, balsa, <laughs> yep. this and that. So I, I can talk soccer all day. Yeah, I think we threw some tornadoes in there too. So yeah, it's uh you know what, whatever whatever comes comes to mind, right? But uh, yeah, so um, oh, we're gonna take a quick break and then we will have some more talk here. We'll have uh. Uh, just a real, just on, just a real quick um, programming note. We have the interview with uh, Coach Dave Valgeral coming up as well, Roughnecks head coach. So you'll want to stay tuned for that. And uh, you know, folks, this is uh, next. We've got a great next, a great guest this week, and 
want to stay tuned and uh, we'll be right back after a short break. All right, folks, we are back. I know it's like, it just like, was like a, like, Hey, on the podcast, but we actually took like another, like 30 minutes, just uh, shooting the bull here. Um, well, we did promise we're going to talk some Champions League here. Uh, we're going to make a couple of predictions here. We have the, I guess, round of 16s next week, I believe. Yes, sir. All right. And we've got, of course, we're going to break down the Europa League too. I'm just kidding. No one cares. I'm an Arsenal fan. No one cares about Europa League. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> uh, Until your team gets put in it, right? Then yeah. It's, it's one of the best tournaments in Europe. Oh, it's great. Yeah. yeah. I want to win it. Yeah. Brought just, just like the Carling Cup. <laughs> Carling Cup. <laughs> Well, let's talk about it. Um, we've got a few matches here. We've uh, we'll just kind of go down the list here. We've got Juventus, Tottenham, Manchester City, Basel. So who's your money on for Juventus, Tottenham, and, and while you're there, huh. what, what do you think of that new Juventus logo? It's a little bit interesting, isn't it? It's, it's better than the Leeds logo. <laughs> Leeds logo, yeah. They ended up saying, "Okay, you know, we're going to redo the Leeds logo." It was such you, a. You know, it was great in there. Um, they. Wow, an amazing video is like we've spoke to xyz fans to sure. many companies and and this is our new crest and then within a day it was you know what we were wrong we're sorry <laughs> we'll, we'll go back yeah you know and i know that's something when you guys went through your logo i'm sure you're you sat there and analyzed and like oh my gosh is this going to be received well and uh and i can tell you just like i said earlier i was you know gushing about it it's a great logo but you know those are the things you get kind of getting this you know, two or three people sitting there looking at it. And maybe they did ask people and they just want to be polite and say, oh, it looks great. And then right. you bring it to Mark and it's like, oh my gosh, it's backfired on us. Well, you think of Leeds as well and the history. Sure. Like, Oh, yeah. One of one of England's biggest clubs. They were, sure. they were a Premier League um, giant that's just dropped down the leagues. Like, there's people that have supported that club for years, been season ticket holders. It's 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 a big deal to, to yep. change that and, you know, to put a man beating his chest on the logo. <laughs> They're like, when did the Columbus crew move to Leeds United? You know, it's, just, it's very Columbus, very some, MLS looking. There's some you know? great, great memes of the Wolf of Wall Street, you know, beating his chest <laughs> and that stuff. So. Uh, yeah. My money's on Tottenham, though, to jump back to the question. Oh, no, no. So you're thinking Tottenham. It looks like a, it's like Juventus is maybe a slight favorite there, just what we're looking at here. I think they're pretty evenly matched. Harry Kane's, of course, having another monster year. Um it seems like Tottenham just they're kind of one of these teams they take two steps you know one step forward two steps back at times you know they lose matches they shouldn't lose and I kind of think as well they're that team that you know does well but you don't hate Chelsea does well and mm. it's like oh I hate Chelsea oh, of course yeah you know people with Liverpool United even City but I don't I don't I have a friend who I work with who's a Tottenham fan who's going to slate me for this but <laughs> you know I just like Tottenham. They do, they do yeah. all right. They get results. They play well. Everyone likes Pochettino, Kane. I mean, maybe not everyone likes Deli Alley, but um, they're just yeah. that team that you kind of like. Yeah, as an Arsenal fan, I don't know if I agree with that. But, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think they, they seem like they do things the right way. They're not a flashy team. I don't think they're a team that – yeah, Harry Kane does some nice things, and he's a nice player. And, you know, talking about those younger players that are coming up, he's one of them, uh, just to mention. Yeah, I mean, for them being – they just seem like they're taking – I know I said one step forward, two steps back in, in the league play, but really as a program, they're moving forward. Yeah, nice make, stadium to move into. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was – yeah, Wembley. I mean, who wouldn't want to play there, you know, <laughs> I mean, once they get their new stadium built, you know. But, yeah, that's a that'll be a good – I think a good – 
evenly matched uh, opponents there. So that'll be a good series. Uh, Basel, Man City, you kind of fancy Man City. Just I think fancy Man City against anyone in the world right mm-hmm. now, right? Yeah, they, they've taken a step back. You know, they're not, you know, they're not. They, uh, they're not winning 8 nil anymore. They're winning 6 yeah, 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 it was. <laughs> you know, not, I mean, there were SpaceX at one time, and now they're kind of NASA right now. They're kind of okay. We're just gonna SpaceX to NASA. <laughs> I don't know if that's a fair comparison, but anyway, uh, we got PSG Madrid. That's the uh, the the big one there uh, with Madrid and at Madrid as well. Be interested yeah. to see how Neymar does on a big stage because he's been mm-hmm. been tearing the, the the French league apart, and they've been yeah. scoring for fun. I mean, yeah, that, that really is the game to watch, in my opinion. Yeah, and you wonder if they're even so good that they're not competitive, and if that's going to hinder them in a big match against someone like Madrid. Right. Um, Liverpool Porto. Uh, I think uh, you know. I don't know much about Porto. Liverpool. They've been a little skittish at times. I, I think I think that'll be a really really close game. Mm-hmm. Um, Porto, a lot of good history in the Champions League, obviously sure. from when Mourinho was there, and they're, mm-hmm. they're they're a giant in their own you know sense as a club. Sure. Um, and Liverpool, Liverpool just turn it on 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 you know midweek games. Mm-hmm. Um, friends at you know when they go to Anfield and it's that Champions League music, they just said that that place is different. Just, <laughs> it's it's just, electric. It's just like just gives them like a little adrenaline. They're just. Ooh. It's, yeah, we'll we'll play tonight. We'll we'll try to win. We'll do we'll do good for the lads. Yes, uh, Barca Chelsea, another uh, big matchup there. Big heavyweights going against each other. I mean, Barca's playing so well. I'm, I don't know. I I I, I wouldn't want to play Barcelona right now. But right. exactly. I mean, if you're choosing to play Barcelona or Man City, though, which one are you playing right now? That's, yeah. Do you want to you want to play a chainsaw or a buzzsaw? You know, it's like, <laughs> which one would you like right now? Uh, yeah, just flip a coin. Just yeah, <laughs> heads. yeah. This may be the year that it, uh, you get a EPL team to compete against some of those teams. Uh, Bayern Munich, Besiktas. Uh, you don't really much. Uh, you know, of course, Besiktas is probably the the team that's probably the lowest rated in this competition. That's in this competition still. So that's a great thing about the Champions League, though, mm-hmm. isn't it? They are the the best of where where they're from. Sure, I mean, they are. They're playing against Bayern Munich, which you know mm-hmm. is anyone has to be the best of their game to beat Bayern Munich. But yeah. you know, anything can happen in the Champions League. It's it's almost the same as the FA Cup. You know, sure. When you're playing against a bunch of non-leaguers that are you know mailmen, bricklayers, pl- plumbers, it's yeah. You know, maybe uh, Kyle Laren will get some playing time in that game, right? You think so? I don't know. <laughs> he's, is he still in contract with Orlando City? Anyway, uh, that's a whole deal right there. Uh, Shankar Dantes, uh, Roma. Uh, that's a, I don't know. I don't know much about either of those two teams. I know Roma is typically decent, but. Yeah, I, I think I think people are still going to be turning to that Real Madrid um, PSG game. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those that's like, oh, yeah, here's highlights from this match. And like, oh, yeah, that was going on. Uh, Man U Seville, though, I mean, that, that, that mm-hmm. could be a banana skin. I'm, I'm a United fan and hate to say that, but, I mean, that's that's not an easy place to go and play. No. And, uh, you know, that's one of those teams that it's it's they're kind of this unassuming team. Right. But there's always some unassuming team every year that's in Champions League that – Gets into the quarterfinals, gets into the, you know, the semifinals. It's like, what are they doing here? Like Atletico Madrid right. a few years ago. Right. And it's like, my gosh, how, how are they? What are they? Like, they're third, fourth place in their league, right. and they're playing in the Champions League final. What's? 
Roger, do, do people from your 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 real job listen to this? Like, do, do you watch, <laughs> do you watch Champions League at work? Do you have like um, set up? I have. If a, my bosses listen. I don't at all. I don't um, know. I don't ever. You know. But if um, he isn't listening, I have my iPad set up next to my monitor. <laughs> uh, usually, I I have fought mob, so I'll get a little updates. I like half of Tulsa right I mean, yeah you go, you go by any soccer fans um cubicle office whatever they they're watching that game somehow well I talked to the guys that are over network uh, managers that are network security guys and they say during world cups in the summertime because we have Argentina branches we have uh, things going on in South America they said the bandwidth just <laughs> just dips during Everyone's world just cup live streaming stuff <laughs> yeah and they, they're totally aware of it but you know we don't have that much restrictions on that kind of thing and even if i did and well, maybe we should edit that part out so you can so you can keep the good restrictions <laughs> <laughs> i don't think my boss is listening i mean unless he's like oh he might who knows but i'm not saying anything i wouldn't say to him but uh no i, I think yeah I, it's one of those things like you put it in the background. Sometimes I get busy. I'm moving around, walking around, talking to people, or getting different things. And so it's it's you know it's, it's really just on in the background. It is on at all. Um, but sometimes I'll just have my thought mob, and it'll just give me a score update. You know, and if there's something really, usually the second match days, I'm more intrigued by because you have the goal diffs and right. It's an absolute thing at that point. But right. And of course, something great happens. You'll get there watch ESPN FC or something, you know, right. catch it at night. But, yeah, we'll see. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll find out if I uh, get to catch some of that action. But, yeah, it happens during the day, at least here in the United States. You know, a lot of us are at the office, and um, and it's, it's like at 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock central time. So, so my mom and dad who probably listen just because I'll, I'll send this to them. <laughs> they, they, they have the luxury of work watching it at like 7 p.m. Yeah, well, they're night. eating dinner yeah. and yeah, so it's it's a prime time kind of viewing, whereas here it's, you know, we're kind of used to it by now, a lot of things. Just, just like just like Premier League, right? Yep. I mean, 6 a.m. on a Saturday, we, we all love it. Yeah, I mean, people like me who have little children, uh, little kids, babies, you're already up, so you may as well watch some <laughs> soccer. <laughs> Love it. Oh, well, yeah, so great stuff there. Uh, ne- next week it'll get going. Um, oh, wait, I'm looking at that March. Okay, yeah, February 5th, 13th and 14th. So I guess it is next week. Wow, it's already here. Well, uh, Wayne, do you have, uh, just before you get off here, I, want, I know we're, we're getting late here, but uh, tell folks uh, social media uh, with Fortuna or with your personal account or anything that you'd like to share right now so folks can follow you guys. Yeah, no, um, before that, Thank you for, for having us on. You bet. Um, listen, we're big fans. Our offices, everything you do, you know, you basically line up with everything we're doing and growing the game of soccer. And, and once again, can't thank you enough for having us on. Oh, you um, bet, man. But yeah, people would, would, would be, you know, would love it if you'd, you know, like us, follow us, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, we got Snapchat that's going to come too. Nice. Um, we are releasing Friday at 2 p.m. So we'll be live on social media so people can finally find out what Fortuna Tulsa is and, and what we're going to do to help Tulsa soccer. Um, and then, then also, if, if, if you just want to get in touch with us, you know, we're, we're soccer people. We're looking to grow the game. We're looking to support all the great, you know, youth clubs, TSC, Blitz, WSA. We're looking to support, you know, Roughnecks, Athletics, ourselves, you know. We're, we're, we're just in this to grow the game. So anyone, you know, who'd like to get in touch, shoot me an email, send us something on Facebook and, you know, we're, we're just 
love talking soccer. That's sure. what we do, right, Roger? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, what's what's the uh, Twitter handle, IG handle? It's is it for Fortuna Tulsa? One yeah, word. So just at Fortuna Tulsa, one word. Okay. And same Facebook. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. And so. web- website. Um, opening up right after that press conference. It's, okay. It's glitzy. It's glamorous. We're ready to open that up too. Cool, man. All right. Again, Wayne Farmer here, GM of Fortuna Tulsa. Be waiting for those updates and we'll retweet. And, and if we're, if I'm live, I may stream. I don't know. We'll figure something out. You know, we'll, we'll have something going. So just stay tuned to the, uh, uh I think you'll probably go on Periscope with, uh, the tornado alley Periscope page. So just keep an eye on it. And hopefully we'll have something going there. And, and of course, we'll make sure to retweet everything you guys have on Friday as well. So, Wayne, pleasure, my man. We'll, we'll have you back on here, and we'll we'll talk more shops some other time. How's that sound? Sounds great to me. Hey, thanks. You bet, Wayne. Thank you very much. Wayne Farmer, everybody. And uh, we'll be right back with our next segment. And uh, actually, we'll go ahead and uh, queue up uh, Coach Dave Vulgeral's interview right now. So, Uh, from one great to another, and we'll go with that now. All right, folks, this is the first time we've had Coach on the show. So this is his first cap on the Tornado Alley podcast. We've got none other than Coach Dave Vaudreau of the uh, Tulsa Roughnecks. Coach, how's it going tonight? It's going great. Just uh, looking at the weather, you know, we might end up having to go – you know, we'll probably end up indoors because it's just been a little too cold and a little too, more importantly, too windy. So uh, I might give the guys a break and not put on the fall weather gear and try and try and uh, brave the elements tomorrow. But, uh, you know, we're still doing all the physicals and apartments and all that stuff. So, sure. Um, you know, we're getting ready to ramp up preseason. Yeah, I know we're all excited, and I know you're you're either probably right in the middle of it. You're getting very busy on your end, and uh, thanks for taking a few moments to talk with uh, talk with me tonight. And yeah, let's let's kind of start you know with this season. And um, actually, before we get started talking about Roughnecks, can I can I sidetrack just for a second about Arsenal Football Club? Can we talk about Arsenal for a second? Sure. Go ahead. <laughs> what do you think about the uh, the January transfer window signings? And is this uh, time to be optimistic if you're an Arsenal fan, or is it still kind of the same old, same old? Well, you're talking to the wrong guy because <laughs> after being a, a lifelong Arsenal fan, sometime last November, I decided I've had enough. I can't take it anymore, and I turned my back on the club, which I've never done in any sport ever. And mm-hmm. I haven't settled. I haven't settled on a new team. I'm kind of looking at Spurs and Liverpool, but I'm in no rush. I'm just happy to be watching games. But you know, uh, the 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 funny thing is, as soon as I decided, okay, I'm emotionally divesting myself from being an Arsenal fan, mm-hmm. watching games and watching them lose and losing the fashion that they've been losing for the last five, six years. Mm-hmm. doesn't bother me anymore. I'm right. like, I'm not excited about them losing, but I'm not like all wound up about it. I'm not like bummed out anymore. I'm just like sure. kind of expecting it. Now, the fact that they got Nick Tarian in that deal and then sign Yang later is great. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's going to make it more exciting. And, but really it's, you know, two or three years too late. They should have done this for a long time ago. They still need a, still need a defensive midfield, and they still need probably at least two guys on the back line. So, right. you know, I mean, we should have been going after Obama Yang and, or a similar player like him aggressively for the last two or three years, and we didn't do it. So I'm like, it's a little too late. 
I've already, I've already turned my back on them. And if it makes them turn the corner and be more uh, competitive this year for a top two or three spot, great. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't think until, until Wenger goes, I don't think it's going to ever really be what we think it should be as far as how to compete yeah. and be a real top, top one or top two team. So uh, it was exciting. I mean, the, the best thing was you saw that Nick Tarian and Navamian playing together in Dortmund, they mm-hmm. clicked really well you know so sure. but the rest of the team even though they scored the four goals i still look at the rest of the team and like it's not nearly as good as it should be so yeah uh, very interesting actually it was pretty uh exciting to watch the changes and but it, everyone in the everyone in the world who's an arsenal fan got to be thinking why did it take us seven years to go get a real high high level striker you know well, well maybe and, now maybe that uh uh oh gosh i went blank on his name the owner uh wow uh, Anyway, the Walmart. Uh, anyway, the owner finally uh, took his yeah. eyes off of the NFL and went, "Oh yeah, there's a soccer team playing over here in England, aren't they?" <laughs> you know. And listen, I like McTarian, but uh, I'm a huge. I mean, up until this point, I, I you know, Alexis Sanchez is my guy. Mm-hmm. Before and when he came to Arsenal, and he got McTarian, but at the expense of losing Sanchez, which yeah. I blame on Wenger himself because he didn't do anything that you know i think he was always in the right to be unhappy and uh and to leave and mctarian's good but he's not as good as Sanchez is. so yes uh i i like him i like him the way he sets up with obama yang but it should have been obama yang and sanchez and another good high level center midfielder and probably two good center backs at least mm-hmm. and but they're never going to do that and at least not anytime soon it doesn't look like it but uh, whatever, exciting. It's interesting. Yeah, make so, it more interesting to watch the games. At times, I've been like, I don't even want to watch the games. You know? so yeah, now maybe I'll be more excited to watch the games again. Yeah, we'll see. Stan Kroenke was the name I couldn't come up. Just <laughs> I was sitting there, I was like, what is his name? I know his name. Anyway, yeah, yeah, it's going to be good. And unfortunately, losing Sanchez to uh, and uh, uh, Giroud to that for to that effect yeah. uh, to two fellow EPL teams. Now we got to see these guys again and again and again. So uh, hopefully it's not like Van Persie who just torches us every time we see him, you know, because, <laughs> right. oh, my God, he would not score yeah. against anybody. But, oh, play against Arsenal. Got to look like freaking Ronaldo out yeah. there. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, we'll, we'll switch it back over here, bring it back to the, this side of the pond, so to speak. But uh, Tulsa Roughnecks, uh, getting, getting guys in town, physicals going. Uh, training will start soon. Uh, well, you've made some. You've been very busy in the off season, getting some new signings, and uh, uh, how you feel about the guys so far that you've signed, and and kind of uh, where you're at right now compared to where you were last year at this time. You know, I think we're much farther ahead. You know, I can't remember at exactly where we were at this time last year, but you know, the the best thing about it is on paper we're a lot more experienced. Uh, I'd say more talented and a lot more depth. Uh, now that's not knowing exactly what's going to happen with Chicago or any other teams that might give us loan players. So mm-hmm. I don't think we knew at this time last year that we were going to get the, the three guys get that we got. But as far as <clears throat> the overall signings, you know, I think we signed 16 players and we have been promised, uh, the uh, the use of Stefan Cleveland kind of as a as a uh, backup keeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the guy who played for us two games last year and won both games. Uh, I thought he really progressed really well last year, and so we have a let's say a verbal commitment that 
I'm going to schedule him probably for eight to nine games as the backup. Mm-hmm. And if Fabian were to get hurt, uh, unless he was the starting keeper, then he would be made available to us full time. So, uh, we, because of that deal and that arrangement, we, instead of signing a second keeper, we signed a really young, what we think is a real up and coming young prospect, mm-hmm. uh, for, you know, just like almost like a training player guy, just, just out of college, a real young, uh, you know, what we expect to be a future star mm-hmm. for a low budget number and have him at the yeah. third keeper. So, you know, the goalkeeper situation is settled. I know uh, Fabian Serta came in pretty late in the season and didn't wasn't able to get here until like the fourth or fifth game. So mm-hmm. he's re-signed for two two uh, two seasons. And, uh, we, you know, we lost Mo, Mo Jadama to mm-hmm. Portland Timbers MLS team, uh, but replaced him with a first division player from – Chile, who's been playing first and second division for the last 10, 12 years. Uh, you know, I expect him to come in and be the leader of our back line and probably be the captain. And uh, so, and then you get Ugarte coming back as another mm-hmm. starting center back and Michael Bins and uh, and uh, Ivan Merkovic. And now you've got four guys in the middle of the park who instead of being really young like we were last year, now we're really experienced and mm-hmm. a lot of high, high level international caliber players. So that right there is a huge difference from last year. I mean, between Colin Fernandez and Jonathan Levin and uh, Paris G and then, you know, even though they were good players, Bradley and Mo are very young center backs Mm -hmm. this year. It's completely opposite. You know, everyone averages about 29, 29, 30 years old, a lot of high level international experience and a lot of, you know, all these guys are eight, nine, 10 year professionals and veterans and, and established leaders. You know, Merkovic has been a captain wherever he's going. Munoz has been a leader wherever he's going, mm-hmm. you know, so Ben's has been playing with Jamaica and the Copa America and the gold cup. And he just went again with the Jamaican national team over the January break. So, uh, you know, that part is exciting. And then, you know, as, as hard as it is to see, uh, Juan Pablo go, mm-hmm. you know, his success and his, uh, and his time here really paved the way for us to bring in two more guys from Argentina who are younger and, you know, probably just as bit as talented, a little bit different style playing than Juan Pablo. Sure. But, uh, you know, Fernando Arce and Santiago Maidana are two very exciting attacking midfielder type players who they're not 33 years old. They're one's 23 and one's 26. So, mm-hmm. You know, uh, the the experiment with guys like Juan Pablo is paid off for us in a big way, paid off around the league, and just his the way people recognize his ability. And uh, you know, we're happy to see him go. And and we always tell these guys, listen, if you do well and you get a huge contract somewhere else, we got to let you go and with open arms. And sure. you know, obviously, prefer to keep them. Yeah, right. But uh, that's that's the nature of the business. If these mm-hmm. guys come in and prove themselves to do well, and they get a chance, they'll get a big contract somewhere and we can't compete for that, then, you know, it's good for their career. It's good for our reputation of developing and bringing in high level players. So, you know, but I I look on paper and the team is, as I said, much more experienced, probably more talented and and deeper on paper than we were last year. So it's a great start. Uh, It still doesn't make you feel any better because you're 
same place I was last year. It's like we look like we're going to be good, but you never know. So right, yeah. hopefully we have another good preseason like we did last year and get off to a quick start. And I would hope that the talent and the depth and the uh, experience makes us a little bit tougher on the road to beat and just build on what we did last year. You know, a sure. lot of a lot of huge pluses, but in the end, I would have expected that we had finished three or four places higher and gone a couple mm-hmm. rounds deeper in the uh, in the playoffs. So obviously, that's the goal: keep really significant building upon what we accomplished last year. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, just looking at the new signings, and you know, people around the country ask me, you know, what you know is just kind of the DNA of this team and correct me if I'm wrong. You mentioned it a little bit just a minute ago about bringing some of these high talented players in, you know, from South America, from, you know, from that have international experience and kind of on that same level there, are, are you, uh, when you, when you talk to these guys from South America, are they really interested in coming to the United States? Is it, is it something that they want to yeah, do? You and, know, when I went to Mexico, I was getting offers for, not just Mexican guys, more South mm-hmm. American guys and Mexican guys, which is kind of strange. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think I think we kind of made a little bit of a blueprint last year sure. for guys that would come for for not market value. You know, these guys, they can make a ton of more money somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's more stability just with the U.S. dollar and just the living conditions and all that stuff and the overall economy of our league and, and soccer as a professional here in general. But, you know, it, it was just a good validation of what we did last year. And, you know, if I could have bought two or three more uh, international spots and we had the money to pay these guys, we could have easily added a, a couple more guys. So sure. it was, it was uh, an interesting dynamic and it was just nice to know that there was a lot of interest out there. And, and uh, you know, we go with, we go pretty much with what we have. We're waiting to see what happens with Chicago, like I said, and maybe another MLS player or two. Sure. <clears throat> but now it's time to, uh, you know, get prepared. Hopefully the weather turns nice and get all the physicals done, get everyone in, flew out into Tulsa and in the apartments and uh, get out of the preseason. Sure, yeah, and I know you've got quite a few preseason matches. I know we have a match in Chicago, and I think on the 4th of March, I believe, and then uh, playing some teams here around here, TU and uh, and just the Swope yeah, Park. I think we've got Swope, Swope Park, Swope Park first, Park right? on the 17th. Sure. Yep. Yeah, so there's, we got another great slate of preseason games. You know, last year we had a real good thing. We're going to get Saints and we're going to get uh, Swope Park and uh, <clears throat> and uh, Chicago Fire up in Chicago again. And it looks like we're talking about getting them down here this year later on during the season, which would be Ooh. interesting, you know, have a game in the stadium. Uh, I know we're just working on it. I don't think there's anything set yet, but, right. uh, you know, what we need is quality professional games and we're going to get those again between two USL games and the, and the MLS games. That's, that's a huge deal for us oh, yeah. to get enough quality competition before the opening game uh, down in Oklahoma city. Yeah. And speaking of opening up in Oklahoma city, and then a week later, you get to host the the team that was first in the West last year, the Monarchs. Who, you know, Tulsa had good success against last year. How, how does how's that first right off the bat? Uh, does that just 
add to the urgency of getting ready to play those two uh, really tough opponents right off the bat? Sorry, I didn't hear you say it again. Oh, no, that's okay. Uh, I said, you know, uh, starting off season with Oklahoma City and uh, the Monarchs and, and getting that preparation, I said, does that add that sense of urgency of we got to get these guys ready and, and, and just because you start out the season with the two really tough opponents? Yeah, I mean, I think the Oklahoma City thing is, I think it really just focused us. I mean, you know, it's one thing for me to say that I felt confident before the season started that we would do well against OKC, but in the end, you don't really have any idea until you play the game. So Mm -hmm. the fact that we beat them two out of three times is great, but, you know, they they are out there trying to improve like we are. So, uh, you know, couldn't start off with a bigger game. I think much, a lot more kind of on the line and just more atmosphere and more good pressure, but pressure to open up the game. You know, mm-hmm. I think open up against RGV was, it was, uh, it was just a good game for us. It was a good, it was a good matchup tactically. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were not that much fitter than we were, which was my victory. Game went pretty well for us, but, uh, you know, coming against Oklahoma city at their place, I mean, that's a huge opening game. I mean, it's sure. a, it's got, and I'll, you know, half the guys here know how big a deal it is now as our rival. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's something we're going to point to right away for all the players to say, hey, we couldn't, we couldn't get off to a bigger start than to play against Oklahoma City. And, you know, just as important, if not more important than the last time to go out there and get three points. Sure. You know, we'll definitely be going for three points. Uh, we won't be going to play for a tie on the road. And, uh, you know, it's hard to tell right now. It doesn't look like they've made drastic changes to their roster, uh, mm-hmm. but I'm sure they're going to make changes in the style of play and, you know, just the whole direction with a new coach. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we really don't know exactly what to expect, except that we're going to go down there and play the last, the way we played the last three games, is go down there and try and take it to them. Sure. You know, go press them press them in their end, control the ball, and really try and put them on their heels and just prove that we are a stronger team and a better team. And, you know, if we can get into our rhythm and really control the ball and and knock it around on the ground even on the turf and press them and make them cause turnovers, then, you know, I would expect us to get a, a, another good result. But it's all just talk now. Sure. We have to wait and play the game and execute and – and we'll see how all that goes. But uh, sure. I, for me, it's exciting. Sure. You know, last year, I think it was a lot of trepidation for the fans, for the front office. And I was like, you know, quietly confident, but didn't really have a whole lot. This year, it's like a whole different ballgame. You know, sure. it's like we set the tone last year, but now you've got you to follow through. Right. You've got to prove it every day on the field, you know. So uh, I'm sure they're going to be completely fired up. And the whole organization, just like ours, is going to be uh, – totally fired up for it i hope there's going to be a huge crowd and uh hope it gives us a lot of momentum going into our yeah absolutely well uh, we've got coach dave audrell on here on tornado soccer podcast uh before i I let you go i know you're busy uh, but i do have one question i always ask my wife i said hey give me a question you know a non-soccer question to ask you know my guest and (laughs) so here's her question to you is uh if you were not a soccer coach what what do you think you would do instead, or what would you be instead? 
Well, my plan when I graduated from school was to be uh, like an international relations, national security, defense type guy. So uh-huh. I moved down to Washington, D.C. I was a, a, a history major, but really an international relations major. And uh, mm-hmm. I moved to D.C. and I was looking at different like defense and national security type jobs. And mm-hmm. I ended up getting a job at a, at a law firm, at a, at a high level law firm uh, as a paralegal. But, uh, you know, I knew at that time I wanted to be a pro soccer player and eventually sure. a coach. So, but, you know, I can't tell you now, I can't even see myself in doing anything but running around in shorts and uh, soccer <laughs> shoes all the time. So yeah, possibly, possibly, uh, you know, involved in some type of, international business type thing but yeah. after i retired as a player i i went through the motions and i was like you know what i don't think i'm ready to go back into uh a nine to five job and sure. uh, start all over so it was pretty pretty uh it was a done deal for me to stay within the soccer industry so, so uh, it would have been interesting to, to have an idea but uh at this point i think i made the right choice and sure. uh, we still got a long way to go so yeah, you could be up there with uh, Bob Mueller right now and investigating the president. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, I've, I think I'd take a running around in shorts and hollering at players and take that job right now. I promise you that. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Well, cool. Well, yeah, I did, I did uh, uh, give you guys a little scoop. I did cut long hair off. I, as soon as preseason officially about to start, went through some physicals today, so uh, – I know people are getting a little concerned. My hair was getting so long in the off season, but I did cut it. So my dad, my dad will speak to me again, and uh, <laughs> I'm ready, ready to break out the orange and blue ties again. Oh uh, yeah, they turned down your music, right? You can't listen to music loud anymore, right? Yeah. Yeah, time to be respectable again. <laughs> All right, uh, Coach, uh, thank you so much for your time tonight. And uh, yeah, thanks uh, for having me. You bet. And uh, uh, social media, I know. Uh, I, th- I believe you're on Twitter and any anywhere else out there. Yeah, I mean, I tend to do everything off of Facebook, but I'm getting better again now that I'm not as busy or um, now I'm getting busy. Again, but I'm reposting things on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a. TRFC coach uh, handle on Twitter and every once in a while I'll pull it on Instagram and stuff like that. But basically I do my own Facebook page and then we get stuff on the team Facebook page. So sure. I, I repost things from there. Okay, great. Great. All right, Coach David Baudreau, thank you so much uh, for your time tonight and uh, I'm sure this won't be the last time we'll have you on the show. So uh, we'll, we'll yeah, have you back. Anytime, and- is, anytime is good. Yeah, and oh, are you going to be uh, uh, on the Pop and Vod show this year as well? I think we're trying to schedule one right away. I don't know if it's going to happen this week or not. I haven't actually gotten a date. We were talking about it, but I, I would assume if we don't do it this week, we'll do it next week. Perfect. All right, well, we'll, we'll look for that. And, uh, and again, uh, thank you so much, and, and have a great night. Thanks, Coach. All right, good talking to you guys. All right, folks, thank you so much. Thank you to Coach Dave Vaudreau, and also Wayne Farmer for coming on the Tornado Alley Soccer Podcast. And I mentioned uh, something at the very beginning about Roughneck Scarves, and uh, I'd like to say thank you very much uh, to our new sponsors, the Roughneck Scarves. That's R-U-F-F-N-E-K, not to be confused with Tulsa Roughnecks. But they are the official scarf supplier of MLS, USL, and U.S. soccer. You can get custom scarves for your group team at roughneckscarves.com. That is R-U-F-F-N-E-C-K, 
S-C-A-R-V-E-S.com, roughneckscarves.com. So check it out. Give them a click. If you're looking to get mass ordered, those are your folks. That's your one-stop shop. No question. So check them out. Wouldn't much be much obliged. And uh, for this week, we are wrapped up. So we'll have another podcast drop next week. We'll have a little bit more news on Fortuna Tulsa. So you'll want to pay attention to Periscope Stream on Friday. Try to make it out there if it uh, works. If we get if we can get the signal and everything working out there, we'll have that announcement. And hopefully I can do a little live stream. I'll talk to Wayne about that. But anyway... I appreciate you guys for listening in. Thank you, Mike Mitchell, for bringing the air horns. And uh, thank you very much for you guys putting up with me listening to the episode. Much obliged. I'm out. Love you. God bless. Take care.